0: Welcome to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast, where Pastor Jeff Cranston, along with our host, Jen Denton, will discuss biblical theology in an understandable way. You'll discover how to apply biblical truth to your life. Thanks for joining us at the table. Let's get started.
1: Hello, I'm Jeff Cranston.
0: And I'm
2: Jen Denton. And Pastor Jeff and I have a special announcement today.
1: This is our... Episode 50. 50. 50th podcast. We're so excited.
2: And we're doing something special today. We're putting this podcast on video because we just needed people to see our sparkling faces and our exuberant personalities, right? You love that word. Exuberant. Sparkling.
1: Oh, I do like sparkling. Sparkling. All right. Well, anyhow, we'll we'll see how exuberant we are.
2: (laughs) So this is how we do it. This is what our setup looks like in all of its grandeur. Yeah, right here. That's it. <laughs> and if you go over to our YouTube channel today, you can not only hear the podcast, but you can watch the podcast. Our channel is called Jeff Cranston. So jump on YouTube and check it out.
1: So here we are 50 podcasts and we started April of 2020, the worst year for podcasting. <laughs> April has empirically been proven to be the worst month. Of the worst year of podcasting, and so that's when we started this whole thing.
2: That sounds and, like uh, us. So thanks everybody for
1: for joining us. I've had a blast. I've learned a lot.
2: Oh, uh, absolutely. I really have. So
1: what's been uh, what's been the highlights for you being part of the uh, Kitchen Table Theology podcast?
2: I mean, other than spending just these special moments with my pastor Besides throughout that, the yeah. week, taunting you with my Alabama yeah. gear. Um,
1: yeah, turn that so the camera can't oh, see Big Al. <laughs>
2: Um, No, I think legitimately I have learned a lot for sure, and I think we speak to a a big demographic of people, Mm -hmm. whether you quote-unquote grew up in the church or whether you're a new Christian. There's just so much to dive into, and so I like that we're kind of illuminating that a little bit, but I I like the one-two punch of the practical application for sure. That's probably my favorite part. What about you?
1: Well, I think it's just knowing that it's helpful to people. Kitchen table theologians, thank you for your your questions, your comments. A lot of people will, you know, hit me up on Instagram or catch me around here locally or shoot an email. And I, I know it's you know, I know it's landing. And you know, when you start something like this, especially in the realm of theology, it's not uh something you think is going to just be so exciting to people, but we're just we're just trying to make it fun. Uh you know, have a lot of fun with ourselves, but very serious about God and and His Word, and and being able to, you know, for you and I to be able to deal with questions that real people are asking. You know, mm-hmm. we're not creating the questions and answering them. Mm-hmm. That's been I, I've enjoyed that, and really I I do about an hour and a half to two hours of study for mm-hmm. each podcast, and so that has that's been really helpful for me because you know a lot of it it was a reminder or a refresher or some of the stuff you know you just have a working knowledge of but some of it you know i'm like i'm finding out i've I'm, I'm learning a lot of things for the first time too
2: to do that deep dive and as yeah. people know that have joined us before i'm doing linguistic studies as well yeah. as i'm learning oh, how we, to pronounce we, words along we've, the way. we have learned
1: all you know it, it's <laughs> we been we've
2: run the game but it really right has across been the board, yeah. it's been a it's been a fun yeah. journey to this point and we're only we're only just beginning. We're only just starting.
1: Yeah, our goal's always been a hundred. A hundred. But I've already had ideas for how we could go beyond that. We'll see. If anybody's still listening, uh, <laughs> we'll keep doing it.
2: We're over ten thousand. So 10,
1: yeah, 000. cumulatively.
2: Cumulatively, right. But still. But still. You don't know. People it are could listening. Be ten thousand people. Well, we, let's jump. put it this
1: way. We have a worldwide audience. We, we have the we potential do. to reach seven I billion like people. Okay, we can say that. <laughs> well,
2: hey, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for going on this journey with us, and thanks for joining us today to Celebrate 50. Yes. Yeah. So as we jump in today, we want to remind everybody that we do our best to make theology understandable, especially for those that have never studied theology when we run against those hard to understand concepts, we love breaking it down so that we can have a solid theological explanation, which is not only true to the Bible, but again, is pertinent to the lives that yep. we live. So, and we do try to have some fun along the way. So this is number 50. So why don't you say we actually talk a little theology today?
1: Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm good with that.
2: So. We're going to continue this short series on atonement, the atonement of Christ, and we wanted to make our topic today the best and the grandest. So what could that be? We're going to talk about salvation.
1: Yeah, I thought, you know, there were a few different options available to us. I thought, man, that... What better topic to talk about? You know, we're having a little celebration here on our 50th and to talk about salvation. And so to kick it off, we thought, Jen and I thought, we'll just give you the Reader's Digest, very condensed versions of our own salvation stories. So, Jen, how, let's just start with you. Tell us how you came to Christ, where you were, how old you were, the events surrounding all of that. Tell us your story.
2: Gotcha. So I was nine, I was at church camp. I was nine. You. I was at camp. Yeah. not Well, you didn't go to Camp Moon, did you? Because I went to no, Camp Moon. No, man. I went
1: to a better camp.
2: <laughs> so this was Camp Moon, and they had an altar call at the camp. Did. I yeah. know. <laughs> Back in the day. So altar call. And aren't you glad? I, mean, I am glad yeah. that they had the altar call. I don't remember who the speaker was. I don't remember what the message was. Mm-hmm. But I do remember just as I am, was the hymn <laughs> that was playing. And um, that thou biddest me. <laughs> he biddest, Come to thee. I came yeah. to the altar, literally to the altar. But I think one of the other things that stands out to me is there was a young lady from my church who I looked up to who was a counselor. At camp that summer, and she met me down at the altar, and so that was just a really special moment. And has spoken to me over the years. We've actually talked about her daddy on this podcast, he was the man in the three piece suit of my church growing up that always said the Holy Ghost with yeah, the jazz yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so Denise, shout out to you! But she met me down, prayed with me, and so those are the two things that, that stood out to just as I am. Still, every time I can get a little emotional whenever. We don't hear that hymn as much, but there have been some iterations over the years.
1: But One, it also has about eight stanzas to it, and I can remember being in church (laughs) and us singing that, and we were going to sing it until somebody went forward.
2: Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're just gonna keep go it on repeat. You. Come on, he's bidding you. <laughs>
1: yeah. I knew some teenagers who went down just so they could help get the church service closed a little bit just sooner. To, come on,
2: we're gonna wrap this yeah, up I'm so like, we can go to the with God. I'm not messing
1: with that one, man.
2: <laughs> so yeah, those are the things I think, you know, and like everyone, you know, that accepts Christ at that age, your your story takes lots of different shapes yeah. and twists and turns along the way. But that was that that key moment that well stuck the in majority my head, for of people
1: sure. uh come to Christ in, in their earlier years. Mm-hmm. The older you get, the less likely it is that people will come to faith in Christ. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, mm-hmm. Well, what about you? We know nine and we know camp.
1: Yeah, I, was, uh, I grew up in a Christian home. I, I, I don't remember not believing in God or Jesus. It was just a thing. And my grandmother was my... Um, the first Sunday school teacher I can remember and I must have been i don't know if I was four or five, six, whatever something like that, and she's the one who always prayed she prayed and prayed and prayed that my dad would go into the ministry, mm. and My dad always said her prayers skipped off of him and hit me <laughs> so um but yeah, yeah I had I, a different in there <laughs> we We had a a camp not too far from where I lived, and the camp is still going um really well actually it's called River Valley Ranch and it was a western themed camp that does not so, surprise me in the least <laughs> yeah. i mean so we we're riding horses and they had a rodeo every friday night and the oh, people from the area would come in and it was it was just a you know it was a thing but paul anderson so i was 9 paul anderson from Macon Georgia mm. was the the speaker the preacher and he was, I think I have this right, he won the gold medal for weightlifting in the 1956 Olympics. And hmm. this was 1970. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just remember as a nine-year-old, and I mean... Was he
2: huge? He was a big dude. Yeah, he
1: was. Yeah. I mean, he, he was in the Guinness Book of World Records for picking up a Volkswagen. Oh, and, I mean, he was just one <laughs> of the... He was one of the strongmen before, you know, it mm-hmm. got to be a big thing on TV. But I can remember looking at him and going, man, if that guy... Needs Jesus, you know, as incredible as He is. And He was doing all these feats of strength, and, you know, we're just little wide-eyed kids. I mean, we're blown <laughs> away by this. And I can remember walking down to the front, and what I suppose were college kids, you know, counselors, and sitting up on the front row and praying with, with one of them. And um, and then I got baptized probably later that winter, I mm-hmm. think, Uh but yeah, like you, I mean, you know, you're nine years old. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't come out of you know, I wasn't a drug addict or I was you know, anything yeah. like that. I didn't have this horrific story, but um you know, and then the the light got brighter as as I mm-hmm. went on. And when I was a college freshman, I think then it really kinda landed and mm-hmm. I made a I made a uh strong, strong, strong commitment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to the Lord then. But I was saved at, at nine. So mm-hmm um that that's it,
2: and thank goodness, I often think you know, is there, and I've heard kids say this before, do I have a testimony? you know, if I grew up in the church? everybody does everybody yeah. does because yeah. you don't know what you were saved from right. had you not yeah you know, had we not accepted Christ at that exactly that age, right so well, we've talked about our stories. Let's jump in and see what the Bible has to say about salvation today, shall we?
1: Yeah, I think salvation's one of those words that I think is christian's at least is what I think. I don't know, but I think most Christians, you know, who are walking with Christ, you know what salvation is. Oh, sure, I know, it. I know what it is. Mm-hmm. And then if you followed up and said, "Well, can you define it?" Mm-hmm. We might start porky pigging it at that point. <laughs> yeah, eba de ba de You know, uh, but so let, let's give it a shot on on defining this, and maybe this will help. Maybe this will help someone. Salvation defined is an act of God whereby He delivers a person from hell. Mm. Because of the substitutionary sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross, on our behalf, and when God does that, he erases that sin debt that was you know on his legal record, so to speak. We all have a record against us, we're guilty, and God wipes that slate clean and declares us righteous all again because of what Christ has done, and in doing that, He ensures heaven. For us promises heaven to us mm-hmm.
2: and and I think we tend to compartmentalize that right we think okay Jesus sacrifice assurance of heaven, and then where we fall into the, mm-hmm. the mix of all that so I, I I like that succinct definition and speaking of definitions we we talk a lot about different words or terms that we try to identify so what are some other words that can help us to understand salvation
1: yeah I know we've before when we've had big concepts we're trying to figure out, I know for me and you it always helps us. Okay, well, what other words are going to help me understand this big Thanks. this word? Propitiation. So, yeah, <laughs> um, which was our last podcast. It was right. It yeah. was that
2: was a good
1: one. Um, yeah, there's some other words that maybe shed some light on the word salvation. So, and we'll just turn to Latin and Hebrew and Greek. So in Latin, when you talk about salvation, you also get words like save and health, and help, and the Hebrew language, which the Old Testament is written in, you get words like breathe, ease, safety. So you start thinking about that, and like, well, okay, well, hmm, breathe, you know, you mm-hmm. can breathe again, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's an ease that comes with what God has done that I... Uh, I don't have to work for this anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, this is not up to me. Mm -hmm. This is up to Christ and what He's done. Safety. Greek language of the New Testament uses words that shed light on salvation like recovery, redemption, remedy, rescue, welfare, Uh, and all of those contain the idea pertinent to salvation of preservation from danger or preservation from disease. They keep us from horrible things. That's the idea of salvation. And they all imply at some level safety, health, spiritual prosperity. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool.
2: It is. And I, I always love, <laughs> I even just like looking at the definition of English words. And it's, you know, one or two sentences. And then you get the definition of Hebrew words. <laughs> it's,
1: yeah. it's There's paragraphs. all this depth to yeah. it, which is yeah. really nice.
2: Well, I, I think a lot of times as we as we flesh things out, we like to think. Or Flush we, things out or flesh things flesh, out? Flesh, flesh. What
1: are we doing? Flesh. Fleshing or fleshing? I
2: don't know. <laughs> Whatever it is, I don't know. They're making supposedly a, a new word in the in the definite in the dictionary. Did you know that? Say it again. Instead of supposedly, yeah. they're making supposedly a new word. Yeah. When Shout out to Joey on to? Friends because he he brought that along. He that. When, along. <laughs> he that he won't have to learn anything supposedly. new. Supposedly, so if they can do supposedly. it. Supposedly, yeah. Supposedly.
1: Lord help us.
2: Did you? Did she go to the store? Supposedly.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't Anyways, know, I, might, I might like that word. That's a good word. <laughs>
2: but a lot of times, I think we we tend to think about salvation in in the short term as okay, God is erasing my past. Right. You know, this is what happened then. This is what happened then. Yeah. The, the old has passed away, but there's more to that because mm-hmm. the new has come. So, what are some of those you know indications for our present and then for our future?
1: Yeah, I, I think we all tend to place. I know I did forever. Oh, for sure. We, we tend to place salvation as something that only had any effect in the past. And so we, we, as Christians, we'll talk about, well, when I got saved or when I came to Christ, and we're always talking about the past, mm-hmm. but you're absolutely right. It, salvation has a great deal to do with our past, but also with our present and with our future. Mm-hmm.
2: So let's break that down a little bit.
1: Well, salvation in the Bible really has three tenses to it. Mm. It really is comprised of past, present, and future. So there's an element of we have been saved, there's an element of we are being saved, and there's an element of we will be saved. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. So that, that gives us a lot to unpack there. you know, I think we understand the part of we were saved, as, as mm-hmm. we've already noted, but what about those other two?
1: Yeah, the Christian has been saved, passed from the guilt and penalty of sin, we're, we're safe, God's promised us eternal life, again, all because of what Christ has done. And I think that most of us as Christians, uh, we understand that, we totally get that. But that's not all. The Bible says that we are also being saved from the habits and the dominion of sin. Mm. So you've got Romans uh, 6.14 there in front of you. Would you read that for us, please?
2: Sure. For sin shall not be a master over you, for you are not under law, but under grace.
1: So sin shall not be a master over you. That's mm-hmm. that's present, mm-hmm. and that's even a little bit future. Uh, so the habit, the dominion of sin, are also things we are being saved from right now. You know, e- example. There there are things because you have come to Christ. There are things that used to tempt us, used to tempt you. That no longer do. Mm. Well, why is that? Mm-hmm. Well, it's because I am being saved from that, from the dominion and its effects and those sinful habits. Now that we get into the area of sanctification there, mm-hmm. but that's also part of salvation. There are places that you used to go, you no longer frequent. There are things you used to purchase, and you're you know you don't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm talking about things that were sinful, mm-hmm. but the proof of being saved in part, and the proof of our salvation is I don't do what I used to do. I don't have that temptation any longer. Now, don't we wish that was true for absolutely everything?
0: everything.
1: <laughs> you know, but even in those things that we are tending to be tempted in the most, it's still no longer a master over mm-hmm. us. Jesus is still working that out in us.
2: As it says, we are no longer a slave right. to, to that. So
1: that's the present element of it. He's working in us as part of our salvation, that we are being saved from the dominion of sin, mm-hmm. the, the habits, the effects of sin.
2: Well, as you said, the verse kind of touches on it a little bit, but what about that future tense? What about we will be saved?
1: Yeah, that, that is equally amazing. The, the Christian will be saved at the return of Christ— from all the bodily infirmities that are the result of sin and part of the, the, uh, the curse mm-hmm. that are on the world, I mean, just you know the aches and pains of the physical body, mm-hmm. that's all a part of the curse. Mm. You know, I'm just out for a nice walk last night. Man, my leg starts cramping up on me. I'm like, what in the (laughs) world? I'm just walking. I'm getting at the age now where I get up in the morning, I've hurt myself sleeping.
0: You know, I don't know how that...
1: For sure. Well, we're going to be saved from all that in the future, and I'm really looking forward to that. But let's make sure that we understand that there is a futuristic aspect of our salvation we will be saved from, but that does not by any means... Implied the possibility that our salvation is incomplete. Mm. So I want to make sure that we're very clear on that. Mm -hmm. Our salvation is absolutely complete, but there are aspects to it of past, present, and future. So regarding the present and future parts of our salvation, theologian Burton Easton says this salvation is both a present and a future matter for us. The full realization of all that God has in store will not be ours until the end of human history. And then he throws this little thing out there. It says, if indeed there will not be open infinite possibilities of eternal growth. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's kind of a, a very cool thing, too. Mm-hmm.
2: As we've learned that salvation is both something that occurs in our lives instantaneously mm-hmm. and then progressively. Right, yeah. yeah. It's an
1: instantaneous event. Mm-hmm. I get saved. I come to Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's also a progressive experience in the life of a believer. But at its core, salvation is the most common biblical expression. And by the way, the word salvation, since we're talking about vocabulary words here, salvation is a verb. Mm -hmm. And I think we tend to think of it as a noun. Mm -hmm. You know, well, salvation is this thing. Well, Mm -hmm. yes, but it, it is an active verb something to think about. Those of you who like language, you'll get off on that, and the rest of you are like, whatever. But uh, but it really is the most common biblical expression that identifies this change that has been brought about in a person's life, who, when by faith we come to Christ, we obtain, salvation helps us, or make sure that we obtain all the benefits of the atonement of Christ on the cross, and all the benefits of the... Empty grave. The
2: empty grave. And I, I love that, you know, in, in being on the, the worship team here at Low Country, being able to see, well, we're masked up these days, so you don't see it quite as much, but... All the smiling eyes. <laughs> all the smiling eyes, or sometimes the tearing eyes when you mm. have, when, when we sing together a verse about the cross or about the empty grave, because I think it brings us back to that instantaneous moment which we should
1: never ever forget Mm -hmm. right because that that changed our lives it changed our eternal destiny Mm -hmm. in that moment Mm -hmm. but let's not forget too that salvation is something that is still being enacted in our Mm -hmm. in our lives we're secure in christ we're going to heaven when we die jesus Mm -hmm. is our lord and savior but salvation didn't end at the moment of salvation which just Mm -hmm. makes it even better
2: yeah, and I think that's a perfect way to end our 50th podcast today yeah. because we've done a deep dive into salvation, and we have a together... Little, a little
1: deep dive. A little one, a little
2: <laughs> um, But then, then what we want to do, which is make it applicable mm-hmm. to the lives we live. So that's about all the time we have today. (laughs) We hope our kitchen table theology family here have enjoyed this time together, that you've picked up a few things that will help you grow deeper in your understanding of our wonderful Christian faith. And don't forget to check out those episode notes when you get a chance. These are prepared and out there for just about every podcast that we do. They're created with you in mind to be that additional help as you do. The deep dive <laughs> on things that we're just able to scratch the surface on here, the doctrines and theology of the Christian faith. So, also please check out our website at Pastor Jeff Cranston or Pastor. No, no it's not Pastor Jeff Cranston. Just jeff dot com, where you can find our podcast archives. Dozens. We got to get
1: you to learn the the website.
2: Well, I just always run it all together. It's like <laughs> well, Pastor, Pastor Jeff, jeff Cranston, Cranston is the
1: the email.
2: I know. It's see, a, just, it let's, doesn't. Let's, let's, it's here's the thing: it doesn't matter.
1: Here. And if this is the worst thing that we do today, we're going to have a good day. <laughs>
2: At least I didn't say jendenton.com because
1: oh, there's no telling it Doesn't what's on exist <laughs> for me, so I
2: don't. I don't take any well, if, responsibility for that. If you go to JeffCranston.com, <laughs> you can
1: see all those podcast archives and show notes, or wherever you watch your uh, or listen to your podcast from. Yeah.
2: And this week, you wrote about Saint Patrick on I your did. blog, right? Yeah,
1: will the real Saint Patrick stand up? We, we have messed up. that up so badly. We don't have a clue who he is, and he was quite a man.
2: Well, I th- and even people that try to flush it, flush it, whatever they try to do, whatever they try to do out, where they do the, you know, the thing about the the clover and trying to talk about. We've talked about that on a podcast where he tried to explain um, the aspects Trinity. of the Trinity. Yeah. Yes, yeah, with that, yeah, yeah. so. Anyways, go check out Patrick Jeff's blog if you want to learn more about St. Patrick. And join us for our next podcast when we discuss the doctrine of redemption. Yep. That's going to be a good one, too. And it's another big word with a beautiful background and meaning for each of us. So you won't want to miss it.
1: And after all that, if you're still listening or watching, (laughs) honestly, on behalf of Jen and I, thank you for being part of this community, over 10,000 downloads and 50 episodes. I mean, I... I was hoping that would happen, but Mm -hmm. man, I'm really glad God's been good in that way and we're still there. Jen and I are so grateful for your support, your questions, and your encouragement along the way.
2: And we've got some special thanks to Mm -hmm. all the fellas in the back room over here. Our sound engineer, Gabe Diaz, who sticks with us through all of these.
1: Gabe's getting an education on many fronts. (laughs) He is, yes.
2: He's getting the true peek behind the curtain because he's here (laughs) with us every week. And our videographers today, Blake Woods and John Merkel. Not Markle, like the princess, John Merkel. Thanks for that clarity. Yeah, it might be confusing sometimes. (laughs) And as always, thanks to our family here at Low Country Community Church, right here and now, Pollen Covered. Bluffton, South Carolina. Oh, my word.
1: Yeah, it is covered in pollen, isn't it? Well,
2: we're getting rain today, so it's going to wash it away. And then some, yeah. (laughs) But thanks, everyone, for making Kitchen Table Theology possible. Join us next time as we remember that the real power of theology
0: is not only knowing it, but applying it. You've been listening to the Kitchen Table Theology podcast with Jen Denton and Pastor Jeff Cranston. Join us next time for more insights into biblical truth. If you'd like to know more on today's topic, You can check out the show notes at jeffcranston.com. You can also email us at pastorjeff at lowcountrycc.org. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes? We deeply appreciate your help in getting the word out. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or in your favorite podcasting app to continue this journey with us as we learn about and apply God's Word to our lives Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time here at Kitchen Table Theology.